This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to White Ladies in Crisis. It's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles. I am Joe Lipsit, and I'm joined, as always, by Jen Adams. Hello. As well as Gina Radcliffe. Hello. Ladies, we are talking about Physical Season 3, Episode 7, Borderline, and I would like to know if you have any healthy heart cookies. <laughs> Every time I heard her say butterfat, I kept thinking she was going to say butterface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I was hoping we were going to get to see Wendy Malick again, but I didn't think it was going to be in a nightmare sequence where she's encouraging her daughter to take off her top. Right. Yeah, that was that was weird. Although I do always love to see Wendy Malick. Sure. Yeah, it's like, oh, they say, remember she has a mother again. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember, her Her father died, but her mother, yes. I think, is still alive. We just haven't seen her since the she had her, that sister moved, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, this is a nightmare sequence. Sheila wakes up and she's in bed with Carlos and all that kind of stuff, but... This, I think, might be the closest we're going to get to Sheila processing what happened at the Reno convention. I Is it so. enough? Do we feel satisfied? Uh, I mean, in, in the end, you know, she, you know, her and Greta have you know, more or less, you know, patch things uh, up. Patch yeah. things up. Although, like I said, I mean, I'd be a little afraid of Greta after this point because <laughs> she evidently has a a very deep vindictive streak Uh, like she just goes right for the well i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna turn her kid against her right alphabet alley what did i do to you it's like jesus greta all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i think like because it's so weird you watch the end of this episode and i was like is this the end it feels last, like it could be the end of the, the series, right? Right. And so I think, like, we've got, like, what, three more episodes. If this mm-hmm. is all we get of the cookie uh, the cookie thing, I think I'm okay with it. Is know? that it for, for Kelly, too? I mean... No. I think I'd be okay with that being goodbye, Kelly. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I don't know where we're going from here, you know? Mm-mm. No, I mean... I guess the most interesting thing about this episode is that we're really zeroing in on the John Bream and Sheila relationship. And somebody finally tells Danny, you're acting so jealous of Sheila. Is it because you want to get back with her? And to me, I was like, oh, is that the end goal? I think so. Is that where we're headed? Yep, I think it is. And I'd be okay with that, I think. You know, I don't know. It depends on how it plays out. Because I feel like everything with Danny is such a roller coaster, you know? Mm-hmm. I loved the John Bream aspect of this episode. Oh, sexy again. Yes, <laughs> I know. And I was like, but but like support, like this is the kind of relationship I want them to have. And I just hope they can keep it going. And so if we're going to get that and we're going to get Danny, this kind of end game for Danny and Sheila, I'm okay if we just kind of move past the cookie thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is interesting because I was thinking, like, because I watched this right after we recorded last time because I 
could not wait. Could not wait. <laughs> I know, yeah. And so then I watched it again today so I would remember. And the thing that I zeroed in on was this ending with Greta where she says – like, I want to go have a burger and they decide mm-hmm. to go eat. And at first I was like, that's so weird. That What a weird note to end on. And then I was thinking, like, it's such a an accomplishment for, I think, Sheila, mm-hmm. because that's what she used to eat in secret. That was right. her, like, her, and I think that's just such a, a nice milestone for us to get to without really kind of putting a ribbon on it and like, hey, look mm-hmm. how far Sheila's come. Like she has admitted to Gretel. I'm sorry, Greta, not Gretel, <laughs> which Kelly, was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just a being a man and not a big old puss. Um, loved her in this episode, by the way. But um, <laughs> like, I did think that that was like, if that's what the end goal meant for Sheila, like, I feel like she's come so far exactly as close to full circle as maybe we're gonna get and and i think that this might be the first time she admitted out loud both that she is hungry and that she wants to do Mm -hmm. something about it exactly where where, you know a lot of people with eating disorders tend to look at feeling hungry as a virtue yeah that that they're that they're denying themselves food Mm -hmm. yeah but she is both but she's you know taking a big step in you know, I'm hungry. The only thing that will make me feel not hungry anymore is to eat something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not like, oh, I'll just go eat, you know, a rice cra- a rice cake or something like that. She's having a burger. Yeah. I loved it. I love this ending so much. I I think we still need to see some of the reparations that these two women are going to make for each other. Like, I want to see them eating a burger in the opening scene of next episode, hashing out how they're going to get like how they're going to move forward Mm -hmm. but in terms of yeah doing it without tying a ribbon on it like you said jen this ending was so satisfying yeah yeah i agree i I agree i'm I'm glad that they didn't stretch out the sheila and greta thing you know for for too long Yeah. yeah now my i think my only criticism with this because i agree i was very happy by the end of the episode and to be honest if this was the last episode i think i'd be okay you know hmm Although I still, there are still some things I want to see, like Sheila and John Green yes. having sex again. But <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that. I, I really don't think, it, you, know, it, it, you know, in reality, that's a, that would be a good thing for either of them. I don't think so either. That would just be a good, maybe that could be a dream sequence. And they'll just, like a little fan service, you know. Um, but I think the only criticism I have with the Sheila Greta thing is how rushed it was. It feels right. yeah. very extreme. I love their scene of kind of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I love the the acknowledgement that there is still more to go. And I like what Sheila is saying. But it did feel like a a, a jumble. It's a lot. It's very yeah. quick. This is the po- this is the time where you can start to feel that they yeah. are hu- hustling to wrap up storylines. Yeah, I was uh-huh. like, is this was this the intended ending of season three, and then season four was going to be whatever Danny, John, Bream, Sheila thing? You know, maybe um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm interested when we finally get to the finale and we can look back on all of this and sort of take it. Did we see the master plan all along? Did we see yeah. the end game? Or is it going to feel rushed when we make it to the last episode? I don't know. But I can't disagree with you, Jen. I think that this feels like very wild emotional mood swings. Like we are really going for one side to the next and it's happening quite quickly. But this feels like a satisfying payoff. Like if we had to do it and it's this fast, 
okay, but at least we get to this ending. Yes, I agree. I, I do wonder if we're going to see any more of of uh, Greta and Ernie's relationship, and, right? and because you know at the be- you know, certainly at the beginning of the season, this whole thing with her working with Sheila is is taking a toll. Mm-hmm. On, on their relationship and and you know but i think we've gone like two episodes now where we haven't even seen ernie and and nope. and, and i was like okay are we gonna are are we gonna get some kind of resolution on that yeah i feel like we have to i don't yeah. know how much it'll be but i have to imagine that if the series is going to give greta some kind of happy ending it will need to be her proving to ernie or ernie finally accepting that she is a good businesswoman and she can do this on her own i agree yeah and the one thing that kind of bugged me with their reconciliation was when Sheila was like, yeah, I have to earn your trust. I have to tell you a lot of things. And mm-hmm. Greta was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, Greta, you need to tell her a couple of things too. Right. You know? And I mean. <laughs> this has to be both ways. Exactly. And I think that's, I think, I trust both of these women to come to that conclusion on their own. You know, I think they've been through enough that they can see that. But I want to see Greta kind of also not be like the moral authority in that relationship. I want her to kind of lean on Sheila a little bit the way she kind of was in the earlier days, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So question for you two, what did you make of Sheila's, I have to say it's a bit of a realization because she's talking to herself only in Kelly form that she is worried about being boring. I loved the scene so much. I think uh, divorcing the Carlos-ness of it, mm-hmm. I think that this felt like an authentic way that you would kind of release a voice like this, you know, because, you know, I've had my own intrusive thoughts. And one thing I've learned is that you can't force them to go away. What You, you can't do... scream at them in front of your child exactly. and just hope it works. <laughs> but what you do is you just kind of have to acknowledge them and just let them go you know and and instead of trying to like put up these barriers because i think that's then you get into this element of control and i think that's kind of what we see sheila do a little bit now she does end up screaming at her Mm -hmm. but she also is talking to her and she's like right yeah i don't want to be boring you know yeah you have a good point and so i think there's a realization that that voice is coming from a place in her that wants to protect her from something and it's not a helpful voice and it's not a good voice it's a negative coping skill but i think that is a step towards actually dealing with what what the underlying issues are you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's interesting that you know she is still comparing herself to to kelly right uh, and how kelly is an extremely manufactured celebrity yep. yeah whereas sheila she's admitting that she's 40 but I, I love the i love the classrooms <laughs> me too she is, she, is, she is absolutely just and that's why i think she, that's that's what she loves to do yes I, I and that's what she's good at but she's not good at the selling herself part of mm-hmm. it you know like selling diet cookies and all that that's you know, that's not her skill set mm-hmm. she's a very you know fun and motivational instructor yeah just which is funny because in her personal life you would not describe sheila as fun (laughs) exactly but 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 as an instructor you know she's very accessible you know she's very enthusiastic as as um i'm sorry what is the assistant's name again 
Fidelia, I think. Fidelia, Fidelia. Sounds yeah. like a bank name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's talking about how like you know her her students are just like enraptured with her, mm-hmm. and, and it's like she's Jesus. They just and, want to touch her. <laughs> and, and and I don't know if Kelly has that same grasp with with her audience. She's more heavily sexualized by her yes. audience. Yes, mm-hmm. as evidenced by Maya putting tennis balls oh into God. her shirt and dancing around. <laughs> hey, boobs are fun, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that line. Yeah. Yeah, she's like the woman that you want to be and you want to become better than because you know that the men want her and she's competition. And I'm not saying that's a healthy that's that's not a healthy way of seeing her, but that's she she is a patriarchy feeding figure, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will confess I appreciated the fact that when we get to see Kelly in action, like We've not really seen much of real life Kelly Uh interacting with other people. And I don't know that we've really ever seen her interact with women. So it was interesting to get to see her interact with children, which seemed to be a better skill set for her. Because I think in some ways, she's just a very young girl. Yeah, she's very, I was going to say stupid, but I think maybe (laughs) immature is maybe. Emotionally, emotionally (laughs) immature. immature. Yeah, but, and, and it's that very strange, like, immaturity packaged in a hypersexualized body you know yeah, she's so, a yeah. future disney star she exactly right and she's trying star. to go for like a marilyn monroe thing yes right. hmm. which i mean that's the way a lot of women have made a lot of money you know so i can't mm-hmm. really fault her i do think it's funny that she does not even know greta's name really <laughs> you know gretel gretel gretel, gretel. My back isn't going to pop itself. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know. I think we're getting enough of this storyline. But like I said in the last, like, I am fascinated by this character. And I think there is more, there could be more there. Because I think they, they've built her out enough to show the seeds of a bigger character. We just don't really have time and she's not the focus. So I'm okay with that. But mm-hmm. I think she's fascinating. Yeah, it's been interesting. We've been recording these episodes in a bit of a vacuum because, spoiler alert, (laughs) we're trying to get the series wrapped up before all of our schedules get very busy later on. But obviously, the public is a couple of episodes behind. And I've been seeing a bunch of people say they are not enthused with this Kelly character. Like, I think they feel like this is not a good use of Zoe Deschanel's talent or that they expected her to be a bigger part of the narrative. And I find that confusing. Like, I almost wonder if it was a poor casting decision for the show because Deschanel seems too big a personality to have hired for this role. Yeah, and also, you know, it's the fact that it, it doesn't even really look like her. It's, yeah. It, it, you know, he, who knew, who knew that, that you, know, you know, a blonde wig could make someone so... She's a chameleonic so, waist. So, right? un, so unrecognizable. Yeah. I And I didn't like her in the first couple of episodes either. So, right. And because I think I didn't quite realize what the show was going to be doing with her. And now that we're this far into the season, I think the season is not about her. It's about how she is no. another aspect of Sheila, you know. Yes. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I think I think the resolution here for Sheila is, you know, having to understand that, you know, she's probably always going to have some kind of competition in this sure. field. Right. And that, you know, it's it kind go. of, it's kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it would be best for her just to, to, you know, try to put this in the back of her mind and not think about it too much. 
mm-hmm. because it doesn't make any sense for them to compete with each other because yeah. they have two completely different styles. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the audience they're attempting to lure are, you know, two different kinds of audiences. Sheila doesn't want to be, what is it that, that, uh, uh, Kelly is a, is, is she's trying to be an actor or she's a failed actor? She's a failed actor. Yeah. Okay. Well, she was booted out of TV. Oh, right, yeah. but I, I get the impression, but she's already back on the cover of TV Guide, so she she's... She's doing okay. I feel that like she's trying to get back into being mm-hmm. a television actor, which is something Sheila is not interested in. Right, So yeah. they, they want two different things, so there's, yep. no, there's no point in, in competing with each other. Yeah, I feel like this is Kelly's vehicle to getting, like, on a soap opera, or, right. like... Right, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to, like, teach classes. Right, no. but Sheila does, and I think yes. Sheila, maybe through trying to be Kelly, has kind of figured out what it is she actually wants. And I think that that is the ultimate purpose of Kelly in this season, but at the beginning, I was like, who is this woman why does she have this really thick accent? So I guess for viewers that are still back in, in the beginning, if they're thinking, oh, this is going to be half the season, this is going to be mm-hmm. another another character that I'm going to have to really care about their own world, I could see that being a little frustrating. And I agree with you. I don't know if this was great casting for this role. I think she's doing a great job. I think Zoe mm-hmm. Deschanel is great in it. But it seems so visibly different from like this actress that we know and I just wonder, I wonder if it was like a case of them wanting to work together and trying to find a role for her. You know? Right. So, I don't know. It's interesting because in some ways, you know, a, a third season can be difficult to get excitement, like build excitement, yeah, get coverage. I wonder if they thought, oh, well, let's see if we can goose the quote unquote ratings for mm-hmm. Apple TV of all <laughs> things uh, by hiring a relatively well-known actress. Like, I do feel like this is a get. I just mm-hmm. don't know if they wouldn't have been better served with a character actress. Right. Or a different role for Zoe Deschanel, you know? Right. Like, I'm yeah. thinking about Vinny Green, and I feel like that was a very successful use of a, a guest star, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just don't think this one is hitting quite the same way. I I, I wanted to ask you guys, because I, I read a few other reviews of, of the season, and there were a couple people that thought that the, the handling of, you know, kind of just offhandedly hinting that Vinny Green you know, is in Europe, you know, he's sick, you know, he- heavily implying that, that he has HIV. Mm-hmm. People complained they thought it was a kind of tasteless way to sort of write off what right happened about. to this character. And I was yeah. wondering if, if either of you guys agree with that. Well, I didn't realize that was what was happening until you guys <laughs> pointed that out. So <laughs> I kind of took it as a he is falling apart mentally you know i mean you could there, i think there's a little bit of uh there's a pl- room. plausible yeah. deniability that that but i i feel like you know the fact that it is you know you very much emphasize this is 1983 yeah mm-hmm. that you know your takeaway from that the thinking that he has hiv would would not be incorrect particularly exactly you, you know the, the the immediate you know she thinks you know that sheila knows something like mm-hmm. you know she's very immediately like what do you know like you know, and yeah, I would imagine, you know, him having some sort of nervous breakdown would be embarrassing, but that him having HIV would be something that they very much need to keep a secret. Oh, yeah. So, it's what they did with Rock Hudson. Right, exactly. And I was wondering if you got if you folks thought that that maybe it would be better off just, you know, not really mentioning him at all. Um, 
I mean, I think the fact that we even had that character come back is them trying to put a pin in that story. Like, I know mm-hmm. we speculated on that episode if we would ever see him again. And I think now the answer is pretty definitively no. I would be very surprised. I can see both sides of the argument i think mm-hmm. yeah is a little bit gauche to say oh well this closeted queer coded character has been written off the show we don't even get to see him but apparently he's off more or less getting treatment for aids sure but the reality is is that's also what was happening at the yeah. time yeah, so yeah, to yeah, me no, yeah, i'm like sure. this is it's what we talked about in the episode i think it's a reflection of the time like this is the show saying hey we're 1983 we're not going to ignore the fact that it's a show about wellness and health, and there was a fucking health crisis happening yeah. in the states. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm, incl- I'm inclined to to agree that I. I. You know, did not necessarily think it was in poor taste. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a little jar- jarringly sober for definitely for, for the yeah, show. Yeah. Out but, of nowhere. <laughs> but but you know, not 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 out of line. Yeah. It's not as though he was a huge main character either. Like, let's be clear, he was a he was a guest star in season two, and then yeah, it was like a two like a two or three episode arc, and then yeah. and then she you know another another example to her about how you can't always believe the you know, the image people put up of their lives because there's usually some kind of you know sad bullshit going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Exactly, the whole show is about putting on appearances, right? So it makes, I don't know, it made sense to me, but. Yeah, it did feel like, like a gut punch. Like I remember when y'all said that in the episode and I was like. <gasps> mm-hmm. So I could, I can understand people that felt very shocked and taken aback by it. Right. But yeah, and I think part of it is just because he was a very successful, well done character too. Yeah. And like, I wanted to see more of him, although I think I kind of knew he wasn't going to come back. Well, the, 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 the evening he and Sheila spent together was very similar to the evening Sheila and Kelly True. spent together. Right. Where, you know, they kind of let their barriers down, or at least so Sheila thought. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with Vinny, the problem was just, you know, he had, he's under the control of his wife, and Kelly is just, you know, conniving and manipulative. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't want to belabor the point because I do think we still have some other things to talk about in this episode, but I'm personally going to be looking for interviews with this creative team. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we don't get it, the three of us might have to reach out for our own benefit. But I would be curious to know if they had plans to bring Vinny back in this mm-hmm. Kelly role and then they couldn't get Murray Bartlett because he exploded into popularity. And yeah. then it was like let's recast it like obviously we introduced kelly as a concept last season but it could have just they might have known already by that point like we're not going to be able to get him back so we, we don't have we don't have last of us money but exactly <laughs> exactly we don't have yeah, like yeah. hbo money this is apple tv <laughs> oh wait this is apple never mind <laughs> Okay, well, let's switch gears because I have to talk about how fucking sexy John Bream was in this episode. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like, he is jealous. Right? He's throwing tomatoes. He's laying down on <laughs> Sheila's couch. Mm-hmm. And I wanted all of it. Me too. Yes. And this is like the relationship that I want between the two of them. And we talked about this a little bit last time, so I won't repeat myself. But when these two can really see each other and they are like, they see each other in a way that I don't think anybody else in their lives see each other. And I think it is so good for both of them. And it feels like a storm that passes through on a really hot day and it just gives you exactly what you need and it moves on, you know? And and I mean, also hot, but, you know. I mean, I, th- I think that these 
intimate conversations are are ultimately good for them. I just don't yeah. think that that I don't think that they should be a couple. I, I love this. So. Every every week, it's Jen and I being like, "They have such good chemistry. When are they, they going to go to Bone Town again?" And Gina's like, "I don't think that would be healthy for them." I no, they definitely have good chemistry. But yeah. I mean, think of everybody you've ever had good chemistry with. Yeah, they're not and always then, good for and, you. Yeah, and then oh. one, and then think about like you know what would have happened if if I'd married them or if I'd been like right. a long term relationship. It doesn't always you know, turn out to be a good thing in the long run. That's true. Gina, are you talking directly to college me? (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about forever here. We're just talking about we want them to bump uglies at least one more time. Just one more time. Just one more time. Just for old time's sake, you know? It's It's like eating a hamburger. Come on, you can do this. Right, to celebrate the Olympics, you know? I mean, I do, when she she was, you know, when uh, Carlos was pontificating on Brussels sprouts uh, and, and Kelly is there taunting taunting uh, Sheila that you know that he's not the one you want. John Green's right. the one you want. You know, I think it's just you know again, and and you know this is kind of the core for a lot of people being attracted to people that aren't necessarily good for them is that mm-hmm. they're so completely different mm-hmm. in every possible way from the person you are currently with. Yes. And you know, it's, he's different in different ways from Danny. And he's mm-hmm. different from Carlos. And then in turn, Carlos and Danny are very different from each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's it feels like Aiden and Big. You know, I keep thinking about mm. sex in the city with this whole plot line. Because Carlos is like a good on paper guy, you know. Sure. And I think that that, like, when I think about a lot of the guys. Because I've joked, like, I was very attracted to some very bad guys who treated me like shit. And I think that's a part of Sheila's, like internal voice issues and her body dysmorphia. It's her self-destructiveness, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 It, but it's also a part of John Breen's self-destructiveness, too. 100%. I think it's, like, the dirtiest he can get and sullying his, like, the very pristine, very pious image, you know? And I think as much as I do want them to fuck, and that would be great, <laughs> I I think they are better off as friends and just maybe confidants if they can find a way to make that happen. I agree. And, you know, they they don't feel like they have to be, con- or at least John Breed doesn't feel like he has to be constantly like sneaking around and all. Right. And right. I thought they were planting seeds for Danny and John Breed to have a fight over Sheila. But now, and I cannot mm. tell you how many times this has gone through my head, even though I know there's no way this could possibly happen. But I'm like, what if Sheila's the father of that baby? <laughs> like... <laughs> We don't know how this happened. I don't but. know. And I mean, I know that there it's impossible, but it's like that kind of dynamic. It's like, well, maybe he could go. But I think the way John Bream's storyline ends up with Maria, I don't know. I think he seems happy or he seems <laughs> on the road to happy with somebody other than He's, They're bonding over their shared weirdness. They are. Oh Throw a couple of heirloom tomatoes after John Breen gets into a big dick swinging contest (laughs) with Carlos. Him rolling up in, I mean, what is obviously a very expensive suit Mm. to the farmer's market. Flashing flashing money. Flashing Mm. money. I'm just going to buy everything you've got. Like, it was hilarious how much this was just about his ego and his threatened masculinity when mm-hmm. he found out that he was shooting blanks. Yeah. Which, by the way, I called it. I didn't did. say. I was like, oh, she went to a sperm donor. Which I, <laughs> and I think that's interesting. And I just, I don't know. We've talked about wishing this show were 45 minutes. This storyline seems so, like, zigzaggy. 
Yeah, like mm. I said, you you could you the pressure is on to get everything wrapped yeah. up as and yeah. as satisfying a a, a uh, matter as possible. I mean, it's entirely possible this might be it for John Bream. It that, could be. You, you well, we still got so? the Olympics. Well, that. <laughs> That's true. We did see the we did see the porta potties again. Remember last that's, week? I said oh the Bream Team American Hygiene Porta Potties. <laughs> I die. Oh my gosh! Yes, it, that and the one-two punch of finding out how Maria is spending her day. Oh, I love oh. that she's like petting. She's trying to pet a seal. <laughs> yeah, she's nominally offering her child snacks. I get that. I, I would try. I would try petting. I try to pet a seal too. Oh my God. Yelling at people and then buying an entire restaurant a meal twice. twice. <laughs> Just eating the baby food. <laughs> Honestly, like there are so many hidden jokes. Like I feel like we were so invested in the drama of this yeah. show that sometimes I forget that this is also a really hysterical comedy. It's this this season is a little is a little lighter mm-hmm. you know, overall in 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 tone. Mm-hmm. Than, than the past two seasons and you know i i you know, would assume that it's going to end on somewhat of a of a of a positive note yeah you we're know. on the upswing yeah where where you know sheila gets what she wants but you're you know but you're supposed to ask was it all worth it and you know yeah. that that's that's for the audience to decide yeah and i have been complaining about like how abrupt things feel but i think given like the reality of the time constraints they do have and the amount of characters they have i think they're doing a good job of kind of yeah. wrapping it all up together it's not perfect but i mean it's better than it's some other enough. shows we've watched you know so i'm remembering our conversations from like just before the halfway point so even just a couple of weeks ago we were terrified at how much they were going to fumble the ball so mm-hmm. i do think that it's coming together better than we expected agreed yeah uh joe you, you seem aghast at the idea that that this is the last we'll see of john bream I mean, here's the thing. As soon as you said it, I think it was more recognition that I don't want it to be the Mm -hmm. end of him because I'm still fascinated by this character and I love the performance. But when when we then continued and I had a moment to think about it. Yeah, I mean, at some point, hypothetically, any of these scenes could be the last that we see of these characters. And his storyline does really feel like, okay, he and Maria have laid their heirloom tomatoes on the ground and... (laughs) Maybe this is just it. All of the cards are on the table. They know what their deal is. They're going to try to make it work because they both acknowledge this is what I had to do to keep our marriage fucking running. Mm-hmm. You know, and he gets a gander at Carlos, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like, like you say, flexes his muscles a little bit. And, sure. and you know, Carlos, Carlos reacts. He's more puzzled than anything else, which who I. Who are you? Why right. are you here? <laughs> yeah, how do you know who <laughs> Sheila is? And, and, and uh, you know, but at the end, I think, you know, he kind of gets, the, you know, the drift of, well, you know, just understand that, you know, Sheila could be a handful and and yeah. you're not not warning him exactly or you know kind of like well if you don't leave her alone you know i'll you know you know i'll make your life difficult nothing like that just like you know i know who you are i know who sheila is you mm-hmm. know just you know understand what you're in for yeah right. and this, there's a little bit of a been there done that kind of vibe to it too you know yeah i wonder if this is the last we'll see of carlos uh, i don't no, know I, would he I, run I, after that dinner that was pretty weird well, yeah. I mean, I think that he's he is it is dawning on him that you know there's a little more going on with her than he than he realizes. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't think he's going to leave. I wonder if Sheila is going to want to see him anymore. Oh, you know? also valid. I mean, I I do think that that's a bit of a come to Jesus or come to Kelly moment when she realizes. <laughs> 
is this who I actually want to be with? Like, yeah. Carlos is safe because he likes me, and I tend not to let people who like me stick around, but also, mm-hmm. he's boring. Do I want boring? Yeah. I, I stand firm in my belief that in the in, in the end, she's not going to be with anybody. And I think I'd be okay with that. I would like to see so her too. maybe... Spend some time with her daughter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jesus. This is the first time they've been on screen together since, like, episode two, I think. She's still a mother. She's still a mother, everybody. She is, yeah. <laughs> but, Joe, I hear what you're saying about not wanting to say goodbye to um, John Bream. Because I remember when I had to say goodbye to Tyler. And it still hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we need a Tyler John Bream spinoff. I think that would be fun. And oh my I would God. Throw... Catching waves with Tyler and John Bream <gasps> oh in Mexico. My gosh. I would throw Danny in there too. I would he watch just, the three he, he just manages Tyler's surfing career or something. Oh my, oh my God. God. Just three blonde men just <laughs> enjoying the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, John Bream is wearing like, you know, his dress shoes to the beach. <laughs> He's sure. got like a, a a suit colored or a suit designed like scuba suit or something. <laughs> sure. Oh, hey, I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one more man that we haven't really spent too much time talking about. Not a lot of Danny in this episode, but <laughs> what did we think of his reaction to Sheila getting a book deal? Him definitely sexing up Adelia as we anticipated. I mean, I, I'm impressed that, you know, he's just letting Fidelia talk about Sheila White. I know. <laughs> oh, I felt like he was encouraging her. Like, I'm going to go down on you, but you need to keep pillow talking about my ex-wife. About who I'm actually picturing? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting observation that he is dating someone very close to Sheila. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there is a little bit of an endgame. And if they can figure out a way to be together... I'd be okay with it. You know, I don't hate him so much. I am continually <laughs> impressed by his determination to go down on women. You know, I don't know if determination is wouldn't have the expected right word, it from him if we're being honest. I maybe know. this is growth. And maybe it is, you know. I also loved this scene. And I think Royce Cavell is just, he's one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, I love how jealous he gets with the book deal, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can write a book. Uh, Right. Anybody can self-publish. I'm honestly shocked he has not tried to write a book. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to make a run for it to beat her to print. But also, like, what is he going to publish on? A manifesto about the environment? He's going to write about running. Make a run for it. I was going to say, he's going to write a book about running. (laughs) I mean. God. Call it Make a Run for It. (laughs) Could see it. Could see it. Oh, it'd be a picture book. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. So... Three episodes left. Where do we think we're going to go with episode eight? I honestly don't know at this point. Well, I want to see Sheila and Greta get some shit out of their systems and talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm curious to see. I do, if they don't end up together, I want Sheila and Danny to end up in a good place as co-parents, at least. I, mm-hmm. I think that they will. I mean, their conversation when, when Sheila goes to pick Maya up, you oh, know, is... I thought it was dodgy. They were they were still dancing around each other. It's a, it's a little bit, but the if there's not so much of the open hostility there as there was you know not screaming yeah yeah uh, so it i think it's you know a little a little more a little more bearable so but i I do think that that you know they are going to to come to peace with each other because they've known each other since they were practically kids yeah Mm -hmm. and i think they understand each other now better than they have in a long time you know 
right. begrudgingly. I don't know if they're ready to admit that, but because I think they understand each other like themselves better, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Greta coming back on board with Sheila, maybe managing her for like this book deal. Mm-hmm. Some other oh, things. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I, I would like to see some sort of follow up on how this whole thing has been affecting. I mean, I realize Ernie isn't a major character, but I mean, it, it is a major part of, of uh, Greta's life. Yes. That, you know, that this, you know, working with Sheila has caused a considerable strain on her marriage. Mm-hmm. And also, frankly, I, you know, they kind of teased the idea that Sheila may be confused about her sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then they they haven't really done anything more with it, and I'm, no. and and I'm wondering, you know, are they going to do anything with it, or you know, I mean, it's a little late in the game at this point, but I wonder if it was just opening the door to the fact that Sheila doesn't really know much about herself, and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. applies to food, but also sexuality. So I wouldn't be surprised if we never explore more of it, and that was just a little glimmer of insight into a different part of her personality yeah i mean i think i think it's all part of that whole you know i don't know what i want exactly well and i think we see her get to that point that's what i think makes the ending so powerful is because she is thinking she's assessing her body and she's saying i'm hungry i want a hamburger so she Mm -hmm. has found a way to find what she wants and it happens after she kind of talks John Bream through this same process. So I wonder right. if she's going to like maybe kind of gear towards counseling, maybe you know, like giving right. counseling or becoming one, you know? Oh, that would be interesting. Remember it was the girl, Martha, who ran the treatment center. Maybe she'll want to do something like that. You know, I don't know. Good that thing. that feels like long-term, but. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see any more of her support group with the other women. Yeah, well, we got to after that musical number. I need to see that they're normal again. <laughs> they're not singing and dancing. But that might be more of my Sheila fanfic, like long-term. Right. What's she going to be doing? You know? We'll have to wait. We'll have to write that ourselves. We will. Yeah, hey, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we wrap it up there? Uh, Jen, if people want to get in on the fan fiction writing, <laughs> how would they get in touch with you? You can find me at Jen Ferratu on uh, Instagram, Blue Sky, various social places. Uh, find me hosting the Losers Club podcast and the Girls on the Boys podcast and writing in various places. All right. And Gina, if people want to talk about what Ernie has been doing this whole time, how would they get in touch? <laughs> I don't care that much. I'm just, you know, I just... <laughs> no, this is your thing now, Gina. You are the number one Ernie, Ernie stand. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's a little bit of a loose end they need to tie up. But anyway. Right. Next next episode, he meets Bert is what's going to exactly. happen. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize for everything. <laughs> I uh, I am the host of the Kill by Kill podcast. Uh, I write about movies and television at thespool.net. I have a substack, GinaWatchesThings.substack.com. And you can find me on uh, Blue Sky and Instagram under Gina Does Things. Excellent. And if people want to get a hold of me, you can do so at B Storm My Remote. And that's the letter B. And we will thank the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network for, as always, hosting the show. But ladies, this is not the end of White Ladies in Crisis. We've got three more episodes of Physical to get through. So we'll be back next week to talk about episode 308. But until then, just remember, 
nobody cares about the salts. <laughs> or the bees. <laughs> Enough with the bees. The bees. They sting more than once. <laughs> Anatomy of a Scream, Pod Squad.